0: This episode of Tech News Day is sponsored by Mac Weldon and by Calm. Cryptocurrency and other potential uses of the blockchain have been so hot lately. You can't avoid hearing about them. They're a term that companies use to seem like they're on the cutting edge, regardless if they are or not. Blockchain. Mm -hmm. And trust me, I would love nothing more than to not hear about any of this. Mm -hmm. But it's everywhere, and most recently, it's been just dominating the tech headlines with stories about how the video game industry really wants to find a way to implement stuff like NFTs into gaming talked about that recently. And yeah, in in just over a decade, crypto has gone from something only the most tech-savvy people even know about, to something that's discussed in places like CNBC and Fox Business, and advertised during major sporting events. Uh, The whole time, crypto's true believers have been telling us to get used to it. Crypto's here to stay. It's legitimate. It's the future of money. And NFTs, they're the future of art, baby. And now, finally, the IRS is gonna start treating it as such. And which would seem like a huge victory, but wouldn't you know it, the crypto people are not happy about
1: this at all. It turns out there's a bit of a double-edged sword here. The more that people talk about and get interested in cryptocurrency and NFTs, the more the demand for and value of the crypto and NFTs you already own goes up, but also the more the government starts paying attention. Uh-oh. Uh, and large sums of money being transferred and JPEG selling for tens of thousands of dollars, it sets off some alarm bells because that's exactly the kind of thing that the IRS loves to tax. Crypto is the future of money, or uh, NFTs are the future of art? Well, that means taxes. Sorry, no one slings lazy lions in this town without daddy getting a taste. (laughs) And to be clear, uh, the IRS has had official policies for a while now about how to report your crypto gains and losses. But uh, things are about to change a bit,
0: especially when it comes to NFTs in particular. Here's Quartz. Crypto advocates have worried for months about U.S. President Joe Biden's $1 trillion infrastructure bill, which includes new tax reporting requirements for digital assets like cryptocurrencies and non-fungible tokens, NFTs. As legislators inched closer to passing the bill, digital rights advocates lobbied hard against a provision that requires brokers, a vague term that could include developers, miners, and middlemen, to disclose identifying information about their clients or users, arguing that it threatens individual privacy and thwarts the anonymous design of crypto. Despite pushback and attempts to amend the bill, the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act passed by the U.S. House of Representatives on November 5th will be signed into law in the coming days with the original broker language intact. But that wasn't the crypto industry's only setback from the legislation. What's garnered less attention is the bill's application of 6050i, an obscure section of the federal tax code, to crypto assets. Under the new rules, the transfer of digital assets above $10,000 in value will be treated like cash, and failure to report the identity of the person or business sending payment for the digital assets would be considered a felony offense. The penalty for noncompliance is up to five years in prison. So,
1: that tax code, 6050i, was originally introduced back in the 80s to crack down on money laundering. A big concern with cryptocurrency has always been that criminals might use it to move money around, and... NFTs in particular, just like real-life physical fine art, have a lot of potential to be used in money laundering. So, this makes sense. Uh, So, now any transfers of cryptocurrency over $10,000 in value, or NFT sales over $10,000 in value, need to be reported to the IRS along with the identities of the people involved using Form 8300. Which basically means no more anonymity, one of the biggest selling points of the blockchain. Oh, and you uh, have just 15 days to submit that form or you've, uh, oops, committed a felony.
0: That's five years in the clink, buddy.
1: The the discussion I've seen online <laughs> is that there this the difference with this and the reason that people are more upset about it than the original uh, IRS stuff going into effect is that it treats crypto assets like cash instead of assets. Yeah, so the, not, they, the,
0: they're not like securities where you only pay for them when you sell.
1: Yeah, uh, it's so if you buy a JPEG, that the government sees is selling for $10,000, then yeah. you technically have $10,000 and that is taxable. Whether yeah. you sell it or hold on to it, that is $10,000 cash to them. So yeah. if the value of that JPEG drops, in a couple months to, like, $500 or $10. Baby, when you got that thing, it was still worth $10,000, wasn't it? So, mm, 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 let's get a little taste. You yeah. go and sell it for $10, and you're on the hook for, like, $5,000 of tax.
0: There's a lot of, and a lot of, like, actual good faith criticisms of this. It's yeah. a, it's, right now, it's very vague. It's, like, the IRS is going to have to spend the next couple of years, like, really refining how any of this shit's going to work, because there's some pretty big uh, this will be refined in court cases. Yeah, it's going to have <laughs> yeah. to be. But uh, yeah, the, the, a lot of like the more basic sides of it are going to be pretty easy to implement. Uh, for your average everyday crypto user or NFT enthusiast, this provision probably won't change anything for you. It's, it's yeah. only when large transactions of over $10,000 happen that any of that really matters. It's How, like when you
1: fly into an international airport with $9,999.
0: That's right. <laughs> Let me through. Nothing uh, to declare, exa- <laughs> I, I have nothing to hide. But uh, yeah, crypto exchanges and brokers, brokers, which could mean a lot yeah, of things. Vaguely defined. Yeah, they will also be required to fill out a 1099B tax form for every transaction. Now, a lot of crypto exchanges already do this, mm-hmm. but the term broker, very vague, might now include stuff like decentralized finance services, wallets, NFT marketplaces, etc. We shall see. But... Assuming that you were doing your taxes properly before, this shouldn't change anything. And you were doing your taxes properly before, right? You wouldn't lie to the IRS. <laughs> uh, crypto nerds are, of course, they're treating this like it's insanity. But guys, this is just how money works in this country. I'm sorry. You had a great run. But, uh, yeah. you know, you, you had a great decade of the IRS not knowing what the fuck you were doing.
1: Yeah. But- and,
0: and this
1: is going to be uh, very fascinating to watch as we've said over the past, I don't know, month worth of episodes. Um, every entertainment company in the world is getting into the NFT game. So it's going to be interesting to see how that works with their plans and now that they've just created potentially millions or tens of millions new of uh, new taxable transactions that they have to now report as well as the consumer who uh, thought they had just pulled a really cool FIFA card but is yeah. now on the hook for like $2,500 worth of taxes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have... I have a feeling it's probably going to disincentivize a lot of these companies who were thinking of maybe getting into NFTs and stuff and be like, well, okay, this is a lot of work now. Now we got to be like sending off just <laughs> form after form to the IRS just yeah, every day. It's a lot Yeah, it's a lot of paperwork
1: processing. And, and of course, like they're going to make enough to offset that with yeah. the sale of these. But it's going to
0: be a much bigger hassle than they probably originally thought.
1: Yeah, and especially working. Like, that's the thing is like if some kid bought you know, uh, a Battlefield rifle or whatever from EA. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, that Battlefield rifle is worth $10,000. Can you believe it? (laughs) And then, like, the new Battlefield comes out and that rifle's not worth anything. But the government's like, well, buddy, Sorry, that rifle was worth $10,000 at some point, and that is technically cash. So we're going to go ahead and need to take our cut.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, some kid is just, his parents are very upset. You better sign that machinima contract right now. We need to make this money back real <laughs> It's the only fast. way to get out of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They're going to garnish your YouTube ad revenue. <laughs> um, but none of this takes place until, or it takes effect until 2023, and there's still a lot of specifics that the IRS uh, really needs to hash out about how any of this will actually work, because as we said, there are plenty of legitimate good faith criticisms and concerns about it. But crypto is absolutely also a tool for criminals and tax dodgers. And more attention from the government was always going to be inevitable. I'm surprised it lasted 12 years. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The rise of NFTs in particular, it was definitely a huge red flag for the people whose job it is to follow the money. Um, and it was almost laughing in their faces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see this? It's all, it seems pretty shady and almost too good to be true. What are you gonna do about it, IRS? This punk hat is worth a billion dollars. Uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see if this has any effect at all on the NFT marketplace. I think it will. Uh, maybe not until 2023 and then it all collapses, yeah. I don't know. But anytime an NFT makes headlines for selling for some crazy amount of money to an anonymous buyer, one possibility is that the seller or their associates are merely buying their own NFT for a crazy amount of money to drive up the price of their other NFTs and the entire NFT marketplace. And that kind of thing will presumably be a little bit trickier and riskier to do under these new rules. Yeah,
0: it's... uh, There was a great
1: thread this week about uh, how this exactly could work in Yeah, it's a
0: classic uh, scam that used to be done at, like, marketplaces back... Like hundreds of years ago, you you get a bunch of your friends to come up and be like, I'll give you a hundred. And then someone else is like, no, I'll give them a thousand. I already promised this guy for 50. And I am a very noble
1: salesman. And I'm going to honor the $50 that I offered to this customer here.
0: Yeah. It's a classic scam. And it's definitely happening to some degree in the NFT space. There was a, someone on Twitter posted a, one of the more recent like headline grabbing sales. And like, they looked at the ledger and it's just like, a bunch of Everyone, and it But like it went back to the yeah. uh, original. Per- it's like the people writing articles about this don't even understand this enough to like just look at that and see what the fuck's happening. Yeah.
1: The thread that I saw was basically like for a, if you had $10,000 to spare, you could art- artificially inflate the market of your own NFTs, uh, of which there are thousands, yeah. enough to make a substantial amount of money yeah. by just selling it back and forth to yourself,
0: basically. Yeah he raised the floor price and then it's like wow people are really buying this is this the the next Lazy Lions well I might as well jump in too I I wouldn't want to look like an idiot I mean it looks like shit but everyone's buying them yeah maybe I'm the idiot I gotta get one of my uh, sneaky squirrels and my (laughs) uh, angry apes yes god they they keep getting uglier there's the like it's so funny Lazy Lions looks like real professional artwork compared to some of the The more recent NFT series, yeah. There's a lot that are just the effort is just yeah
1: completely hideous.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but um, speaking of how NFTs may or may not be a scam, I'm not saying they are or they aren't. They could be, Uh, but it recently came to our attention via browsing Twitter that one of the biggest NFT cheerleaders out there right now is one Mr. Jordan Belfort, aka the Wolf of Wall Street. In fact, pretty much his entire timeline going back the last month or so is posts about NFTs. He's got a Lazy Lion. He's got a CryptoPunk. He's got a Metasaur, which might be the ugliest animal-themed NFT that we've ever seen. Uh, he's even got an NFT of himself, or at least a hideous cartoon shark version of himself. So it's safe to say that Jordan Belfort is bullish on NFTs. And, uh, you know, the only thing you're going to regret about NFTs is that you didn't buy more uh, NFTs. Yeah. And hold on, wait. What was Jordan Belfort famous for again? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, if you saw Martin
1: <laughs> Scorsese's Wolf of Wall Street, you might already know. Or maybe you don't, since... For as good of a movie as it was, most of its diehard fans seem to use it as a guidebook instead of a cautionary
0: tale. Yeah, it's uh I mean you see this with mafia movies. A lot of yeah, like, They only watch the first
1: three quarters of the
0: movie. Yeah, you see it like people love Goodfellas, like, oh Henry Hill, what a great life. It's like what Oh, did you did we watch I love the same when Leo movie? kicked the federal agents off
1: the boat, and yeah. then nothing bad happened yep, after that. Yep. But uh, yeah, basically what Jordan Belford is famous for is running a huge penny stock pump and dump scheme that took advantage of poor and middle class investors who weren't savvy about the stock market. He and his friends would buy shares in worthless companies to drive up the price, then get clueless retail investors to buy in under the guise that this stock is going to moon. And you better get in now or you'll regret it. Then they cash out, leaving those small investors holding the bag while he and his friends profited.
0: Rinse and repeat. Yeah, this is a crime. He went to prison for this. But after going to prison, Jordan Belfort, he's supposedly now reformed. He, he does motivational speeches about uh, sales tactics. Um, there is plenty of evidence that he hasn't entirely left his old ways behind. Every couple of years, he gets wrapped up in something where it's like, hmm, seems yeah. sketchy. But either way, the Wolf of Wall Street getting into the crypto and NFT space where so much of what's happening is based on hype and fear of missing out. And there's pump and dump rug pulls happening constantly. It's maybe a bit of a red flag. Just maybe. Yeah. Something to consider. I mean, this is not a a man I would trust to give me sound financial advice. Yeah. Necessarily. Uh, In other NFT
1: news, it seems uh, just about every online company is jumping on the craze in some way or another. But uh, Discord, which is basically Slack for Zoomers, really didn't have much choice in the matter every big membership based NFT community uses Discord. It's the primary meeting space for holders of lions and apes and punks and all that other stuff to hang out and talk about how they're all gonna get rich and (laughs) uh, plenty of other things. Shared Wolf of Wall Street memes and gifs. Everyone spam Logan Paul with your lazy lions. So he buys one or whatever, insert uh, soul project here. Um, And you generally have to actually own NFTs from whatever collection to even get access to the Discord.
0: Yeah, it's so, like an online social club of other people who like cartoon animals and paid a lot of money for them, and have a vested interest in them succeeding. That's so right. yeah. let's
1: coordinate and uh, Twitter spam yeah. celebrities and give them some, so that they talk about it, so that the floor price goes up.
0: Yeah, it it has a lot of the hallmarks of uh, a sort of uh, various types of scams: your pump and dumps, your your Ponzi's, your pyramids. But uh, it seems that most of the people who are into it. Reject that characterization, even though they may, even without their own knowledge, be uh, participating in such a scam. It's like you got a kid, and it's ugly as
1: hell, but you still love it. So you got to be nice. You yeah. got to look. I love, I love my ugly child.
0: Yeah,
1: it's, it's like <laughs> the art. It's just like you, you, you spend a couple hundred bucks on it, like you're heavily invested in this. So it's like, you know what? I actually do like it. Yeah. Uh, my, my
0: elephant has a gem on its tooth, and you know, I kind of like looking at it. If I admit to myself that this looks stupid, I'm gonna feel real bad. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go on believing that what I bought here is basically this generation's uh, statue of David. And not only that, I'm gonna
1: convince so many people on Twitter that they're wrong. Yeah. And that they should shut up, right clicker. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking right click
0: mentality over here.
1: Literally, uh, as far as like the <laughs> NFT community is con- is concerned. Um, uh, showing people their NFTs back to them in a tweet that you saved is the let's go Brandon of the <laughs> NFT yeah, community it, yeah yeah it's not funny <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: know I know you could save it
0: <laughs> they, they, they do the shut up right clicker they call them right clickers <laughs> it's hilarious
1: oh you've been save pilled
0: yeah. yeah anyway of course plenty of people with no interest whatsoever in NFTs also use discord yeah it's all server based they're servers for just about everything so this week's news about Discord potentially further embracing NFTs has been a bit divisive for Discord's user base. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the one hand, you've got the crypto bros all rejoicing. See? On the other hand, you've got people canceling their paid Discord Nitro subscriptions and posting screenshots of it to Twitter uh, to basically tell Twitter or, or to tell Discord uh, this is a bad to, idea. to not do this. Yeah. yeah. And this is all just based off of a single screenshot tweet posted by Discord CEO Jason Citrone showing an integration with the crypto apps Metamask and Wallet Connect with the caption probably nothing which is a popular sarcastic phrase among NFT fans for when it's probably something watch this space Uh, so yeah it seems like this is just Citron sort of testing the waters to see what the reaction will be Uh, and the reaction has been very mixed But uh, here's TechCrunch to explain all this. Discord became
1: a natural home for thousands of NFT projects this year. Many of those projects keep in touch with followers, send updates, and track sales and market movement through dedicated Discord servers. It's also the app of choice for coordinating distribution events, where NFTs are minted and sold or given out to supporters before eventually making their way onto trading platforms like OpenSea, often at huge markups. Yes, usually for JPEGs. While Discord could just have transactions in Ethereum and other digital currencies in mind, it's also possible that Citrone's hint about the MetaMask support suggests a more ambitious plan centered on NFTs. A coin like Ethereum can be used for basic payments and transactions, but the cryptocurrency also serves as the technical backbone for most NFTs, which are tracked and traded through smart contracts on Ethereum's blockchain. Discord is a savvy company that likely has a good idea of how people are already using NFTs to express their digital identities. Discord is a text and voice chat app where the main expression of user identity is through what avatar you pick, something that NFTs are all about right now. On Twitter and Discord, NFT-savvy users already pick their rarest and often priciest NFT as their PFP or profile picture. With MetaMask support, Discord could become a place where people display their NFTs in galleries, link to their user profiles, or choose verified avatar images with ownership backed up through the blockchain. I mean, I get it. Yeah, it's... Sure, whatever. Like, this is all completely pointless right now, especially because of just, like, how outrageously expensive Ethereum and the gas needed to conduct even one transaction is.
0: It's just, it's funny because, like, yeah, there's obviously in the, like, lazy lion server, they're all going to want to put their, well, pro, it's going to be the same, except now they're going to be like, oh, look, little check mark because it's yeah, like, uh, someone else I'm can't five.
1: actually have that. But mode. if
0: you show up in any server that doesn't fucking care about this shit, you're just going to get bullied, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: And other people are going to change their photo to your lazy lion. You're going to be like, no, yours doesn't have the check mark next to it. Mine is the check mark. I changed mods. I changed
1: mine to that uh, Lazy Lion that I the, an so artist much. did for us, of, of me it. and you, yeah. and Elliot's like, I literally can't take you seriously. I... When I'm chatting with him, he's like, you can't take you seriously because you're a fucking avatar. Yeah. So I kept it. Yeah. Because I know that it brings him pain. It does.
0: Every time I look at it, I'm just like,
1: who's <laughs> this is fucking asshole? This is horrific. Oh, is, <laughs> is this Rob? Yeah. Get out of my fucking chair. I was like, what? <laughs> Anyways, like we said, NFTs are just so polarizing these days that the quote tweets and replies to Discord CEO's tweet are full of people screenshotting their Nitro subscription cancellations and bemoaning the end of Discord's golden age. And uh, there's of course plenty of complaints about how much energy Ethereum uses during a time when we desperately need energy efficiency. And this is on top of other recent news about Reddit and Twitter also exploring ways to integrate blockchain technology into their product. Uh, Hope you saved all that karma. Because that karma is going to be worth something. They're somewhere. talking about putting fucking karma on the blockchain. It's, it's madness. Uh, but yeah, many see this as completely unnecessary. Yes. <laughs> Plus, all the stuff we covered a few days ago about all the big game companies exploring in-game blockchain uses. Uh, it's all very divisive stuff. Uh, and it's unclear right now whether this is a real sea change happening or just a bunch of companies dipping their toes into the latest hype. Uh, there's like DC. I saw that DC and Disney yeah. did theirs too. But like, I, I looked into theirs because I'm trying to wrap my head around all this shit. And uh, I looked into theirs, and it really seems like a lot of these companies are just like, people are buying JPEGs. Yeah. We can sell them a JPEG with our own currency that's not really a cryptocurrency. Oh, interesting. Like, the the Disney one is like, it's literally like any kind of iPhone game. You buy gems to buy the NFT. So, you can't, like, transfer... I think you can sell it. There's a marketplace, but I, when I clicked on marketplace, it wasn't open. So in the future, you'll be able to sell it. But it's like, but th- hmm. then you look at this tax thing, and you're like, I bought a, a a fucking JPEG of Iron Man, and when I bought it, it was worth ten thousand dollars because of the FOMO. But now the Iron Man, you know, so many other Iron Mans have come out yeah, since then, yeah. and now you can get Wolverine and whoever else. So the Iron, no one's really going after the Iron. But now the IRS is taxing me on a $10,000 Iron Man. Yeah, it's... And meanwhile, Disney's just writing out 1099s like crazy. Yeah. And now you're technically an independent contractor for Disney. Yeah, I work at Disney. I've got a couple NFTs.
0: (laughs) I'm going (laughs) to put that in my LinkedIn.
1: Yeah. Disney NFT NFT, uh, uh, manager. uh, Yeah. (laughs) So it's all... It it just seems like so. It's so like feverish and crazy right now.
0: Yeah, everyone just wants to get in on this. There's FOMO on both ends. There's people getting the FOMO for the NFTs, and then companies getting FOMO for like potential easy fucking money. They could all be getting. Yeah, and also investors who will be extremely upset if they don't
1: uh, get in on this. Yeah, as we said before, every 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 call call is all
0: happening on investor calls. So, what are the plans for uh, you know harnessing the blockchain?
1: Uh, Do you guys have plans on doing any ukulele uh, uh, NFTs, like in-game character NFTs? And it was Skylanders, by the way, the game I was thinking. Uh, Someone corrected. People in the comments were like, I was screaming at my screen. Skylanders. <laughs> God damn it. I did that to annoy you, but I also couldn't remember the name.
0: Yeah. Anyways, we got more news for you today. But first, this episode is sponsored by Mac Weldon. NFTs you can wear. Yeah. These are tangible goods. <laughs> yes. So Uh, you're a busy guy. Stop thinking about what to wear and just embrace the radically efficient Mack Weldon Daily Wear System. The Daily Wear System is a selection of clothes rooted in smart design made with performance fabrics and built to work together. From breathable t-shirts and polos to stylish button-ups and shorts, underwear and beyond. Mack Weldon makes it easy for you to dress for work, leisure and play or wherever your summer takes you. Or Mm -hmm. winter. What season are we in now? It doesn't... It's all summer
1: now. Yeah. Uh, We were first introduced to Mack Weldon via their underwear and socks, which are... Fantastic! I'm wearing
0: their pants right now.
1: uh, I'm always out in my Mac Weldon's. Uh, But this past year and a half, it has solidified our love of Mac Weldon's pants and shorts. They're extremely comfortable ace sweatpants and sweatshorts. And their Sunday lounge pants are perfect for when you're lounging at home, but also want to be able to leave the house at a moment's notice without looking like a slob.
0: Yeah, that guy's dressed really well. I'm better than everyone else in this big box store. Hmm. Look look at that guy dressed so well. I bet he's comfortable. He must
1: be going to a nightclub after this or something. Uh, good news is that Mack Weldon's bottoms, they pair perfectly with Mack Weldon's tops. Whether it's their ultra-soft Pima tees for
0: keeping it casual, or their silver net polos for classing it up a bit. Focus on what matters to you most of this season by saving time and wearing Mack Weldon products. Buy some time with the Mack Weldon Daily Wear System. For 20% off your first order, visit macweldoncom Newsday and enter promo code NEWSDAY. That is is Newsday, promo code NEWSDAY for 20% off. Mack Weldon radically efficient wardrobe. This episode is also sponsored by Calm. Now for this
1: ad break, we want you to take a break. All right, Unclench ah. your jaw, relax your shoulders, take a deep breath. Sometimes we all need a reminder to take a little time for ourselves, and Calm can help. Calm is the number one mental wellness app which gives you the tools that improve the way you feel. Clear your head with guided daily meditations, improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks, and drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories.
0: And if you go to calm.com tech, you'll get a limited time offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription which includes hundreds of hours of programming and new content is added every week. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds. Sleep more, stress less, live better with Calm. For our viewers, Calm is offering a special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash tech. That is C-A-L-M dot C-O-M slash tech for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That is calm.com slash tech.
1: Mm -hmm. All right, back into the news now with, uh, oops, sorry, more crypto news. Oops, all crypto. We've got to sweep the floor of this crypto news. Uh, it's not directly about crypto though, it's just news that has to do with the fact that cryptocurrency is the currency of choice for criminal scammers. And one of the latest crypto scams involves scammers phishing their way into people's Instagram accounts and then making them record what are essentially hostage videos if they want to get their accounts back. Uh, Vice's motherboard first covered this phenomenon last month, interviewing
0: a victim named Yeri Henfield. Uh, Here's their explanation of how the scam works. The scam started when Henfield spoke to an old roommate on Instagram, he said. From there, Henfield started speaking to an account called Jane Everything, which was advertising the tantalizing deal of investing $500 in Bitcoins and getting much more money in return. Henfield sent Motherboard screenshots of what he said was him sending hundreds of dollars of Bitcoin to Jane Everything's address. But Henfield started to know something was wrong. He realized that someone else was in control of his old roommate's account. Quote, By the time I figured out by asking him where we were roommates at, it was a dead giveaway. It was a scam, Henfield said. Henfield had already sent the money, so he asked for it back. (laughs) Please. The person said they would return the funds if Henfield made a video saying that the Bitcoin scam was legitimate. He filmed multiple videos until the person was satisfied, Henfield said. The person then said they would send a confirmation text to make sure the money was being sent to the right person. Henfield provided them with the code he received over text. Quote, Unbeknownst to me, it was my Instagram request to gain access and change password, Henfield said. Now the scammer had control of his Instagram account as well. The scammer posted the video from Henfield's account as a story <laughs> and messaged it to his friends, Henfield this is said. This diabolical. The hacker had rapidly gone from not only extracting money from Henfield but trying to use his own Instagram account and connections to scam others.
1: You know what's funny? I saw people posting uh, friends of friends being like, if anyone knows so-and-so who's like an old friend from Florida they've uh, they they, they, they they've lost uh, track of their account do not send them bitcoin oh, I've seen screenshots and stories
0: about it do not no matter like, how nicely they ask yeah because they're like bitcoin. this is
1: not them and they're like asking questions like that like hey
0: where where did we like go to this thing or yeah. whatever it's interesting like, yeah it seems like it's uh, it's spreading yeah but this is diabolical it's fucking making them evil. like yeah. that's like it's a, it's a multi-layered scam yeah and it like wow it's uh because like, because the two-factor authentication aspect of it, where they're like, okay, uh, and you're about to receive a code, so just let me know what that code is. But it's them trying to log into your yeah, and Instagram then they account. need the code from and your SMS. You're like, oh, here you go. <laughs> they're like, oh yeah, okay, track set, transactions complete. But you've just get you've granted them two-factor authentication and recorded videos for them of yeah. you saying that it's not a scam. And the the example videos in in these articles are hilarious. Like, hey guys, like they look like they're under duress. I'm like, I can't see how this would work,
1: but yeah. people are gullible, I guess. Uh, anyways, it quickly turned out that this wasn't an isolated incident. Uh, this scam is actually becoming widespread on Instagram. As I've, I've seen it like two or three times just on my own stories feed. Uh, here's Vice uh, with a, a more recent article about it. Hey you guys, I just got back from a long day of work, but Ashley just helped me invest $1,000 and got me back 8,500. Emma Zoller, who was forced to make one of the clips, says to the camera during her video. What an amazing way to end the day and I feel so blessed and appreciative for this process. It's guaranteed. I suggest doing it. But Ashley is a fraudster. The scam started when Zoller saw her best friend post about making money from Bitcoin in an Instagram story according to a chronology of events written and shared by Zoller's mother with Motherboard. Zoller clicked the link the friend's account sent her, and a hacker took over her account. The link appears to spoof a legitimate Instagram page. Initially, the hacker demanded that Zoller send them a nude video to regain access to the account. I am bawling my eyes out. I can't take a nude video, Zoller wrote to the Ashley account. I am going to kill myself. Please, you stole everything from me. Please give me my Instagram back, please. Then the hacker told her to make a video promoting the Bitcoin mining scam in exchange for her account, according to Zoller's mother. The hackers did not give Zoller her account back and instead posted the video of Zoller to a story. I can't believe Bitcoin mining is real. No cap. You should all go give it a try. You should go and invest in Bitcoin mining. It is 100% safe and secure. An image posted to Zoller's story reads, along with a photo of a spread of $100 bills, The hackers also managed to break into Zoller's Venmo, email, and banking apps before sending themselves a $500 Venmo payment marked as an investment fee and buying $1,000 worth of Bitcoin with Zoller's funds, according to screenshots shared with Motherboard.
0: Fuck. This is diabolical. This lady got... Yeah, this... This is terrible. Yes. This is ruin your life. This is very bad. Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, yeah, and... What's shocking to me is these are all millennials and Zoomers getting scammed. Like, normally... You hear about scams, it's boomers and the elderly. They're the easy marks that scammers like to target. But it, it turns out younger people are just as gullible as long as you first take over their friend's account and message them from there. So that's the thing, is it's like,
1: for a lot of, like, we're in a different fucking space. We li- the people that watch the show and us living in LA, there are plenty of people out there who have vaguely heard of crypto and, and yeah. how the gains are and stuff like that. So when they have someone who they trust, who they trust, hmm Tell them that they have a way to get them into it. They're like, oh, finally. Like, oh, you know what you're doing? Okay, cool. Like, yeah, I'm into this. Like, sure. Let's... So yeah. I think that might be a thing where it's just like people... And, and that's the other thing, dude. You cast a wide net. You're These yeah. people are probably going after thousands or
0: hundreds of thousands of people. They just need and one like, or two of them to, exactly. to bite. It is interesting, though, because like, I mean my Skype account used to just get like hacked all the fucking time yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why and every time I'd go on like someone someone from like China had jumped on there and was spamming my whole friends list with messages but they were always just the most obvious like scam bait yeah uh, but like with this like it's, it's much more believable like hey man just wanted to let you know like uh, I just made so much money off crypto and like as your friend I want to let you know about that yeah. Like, oh, tell me more. It's like with yeah, it's instead like, of just like sending a link being like,
1: "Oh my god, you you're not going to believe this." Yeah, cuz a lot of people just are aware uh like tangentially of Bitcoin and yeah. Ethereum and stuff. It's just like, "Oh, that's the thing they talk about on the news." Like, "Oh, I I hear kids are getting rich off this stuff." Yeah. I, I'd like to taste it. I'd too. get into
0: it, but it seems so confusing. Well, what now do that I, I have a, a close friend that can help me. Well, oh, this is man. perfect. Here we come.
1: This is uh, going to change my I'm life. I'm definitely not going to be filming a hostage video anymore. <laughs>
0: Oh, it's terrible. But uh, yeah, I mean, guys, generally, if someone is telling you they can multiply your money overnight, that is a big red flag, regardless of how well you know the person who owns the account telling you that. I got these koalas
1: Uh, that you might be interested in.
0: They're crazy koalas. Guys, I I heard about this great CSGO skin uh, marketplace. (laughs) But yeah, obviously, the best way to avoid this happening to you, aside from just like critical thinking, is enable two-factor authentication and never share your verification codes with other people. That's
1: why every time there's like a, an Instagram official thing, it's like, we will never ask yeah. you for these things.
0: Yeah. So just, I don't know, be smart out there, folks. It's uh, it's getting scary. Yeah. Don't be a victim.
1: Speaking of Instagram scams, uh, here's another one that's uh, real embarrassing for Instagram itself. Adam Mosseri, the head of Instagram, not only got locked out of his own account, but was actually declared dead by Instagram. <laughs> the company that he runs. <laughs> Instagram and Facebook both have protocols for what they do with Dead People's accounts, which is to essentially lock them down completely and attach a little message saying that it's now a memorial account. And that's what the scammer did to the head of Instagram. And it turns out this uh, is another somewhat common scam on Instagram. And the scammer in this case did it to get Instagram's attention in the hope that they would do something about it. Here's
0: Vice. A scammer managed to temporarily lock the Instagram account of Adam Mosseri, the head of Instagram, by pretending that the executive was dead. Motherboard has learned. Mosseri's Instagram account was locked because of Instagram's memorialization feature, where users can report to the company that an Instagram account holder has died. In response, Instagram will block anyone from logging into the account and stop the ability to make any changes to already uploaded content. Quote, I find it ridiculous how Instagram lets such things even happen on their platform in the first place. The scammer who claimed responsibility for the lock on moseri's account and who used the handle Sigh told Motherboard in an online chat. Quote, the entire banning community needs to be discovered and reported to Instagram so they can put an end to this. It's basically the dark side of Instagram. Sai and Rai provided screenshots of emails they said they sent to Instagram to trigger the memorialization. In those, Instagram requested a death certificate or an obituary or news article that includes the full name of the deceased person. To target Moseri's account, Sai and Rai said they created a fake obituary online. Seems pretty easy. Yeah. Very easy.
1: I mean, you could also probably do this to a local newspaper that's not going to check.
0: Either. Yeah. yeah.
1: So this scammer sounds like they're really upset that this is something that happens on Instagram, but it also sounds like they're one of the people doing a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. uh, they told Vice that they got paid by users to get other users banned, and they say it's extremely easy. They just send Instagram an obituary, seemingly any recent obituary, and within one to two days, Instagram locks down the account. And with this scam and the crypto hostage video scam, The victims then have a really hard time getting their accounts back or even getting the attention of someone that can help them do
0: that. Yeah, when you're the head of Instagram, you can sort these things out pretty quickly. But
1: I got a, 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 well, not fully ethical way to take advantage of this is, look, you're a parent, your kid's spending too much time on the Instagram. Declare them dead. Declare them dead. Oh, oh, you can't, oh, you've been locked out of your account? Oh, geez. Oh, well, you know, it's a real challenge to get that account back. Probably going to take a while. Why don't you go outside and touch grass?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, I think all the other, I mean, Facebook has this obviously, but children don't use Facebook. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if Snapchat or anything like that does. TikTok maybe. Yeah. But um, yeah, have your child declared dead. Kill them with kindness. Kill your child with kindness. It's for their own good. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but anyways, hopefully this incident makes Instagram care a little bit more about preventing
0: uh, false death accusations. Because yeah. that sucks. See, Instagram's just full of these fucking scams. It's, uh, it's wild. I think it's, it's got to be
1: because TikTok's more just a consumption platform, whereas yeah. Instagram is a
0: full-on... It's, a, it's, it's a, a, a social platform. You're talking to other people. You're messaging. You're sharing stories. You're, you're doing th- a lot more interacting. Looking, and it's, it's with your, ge- generally with your like IRL social group. Well, for us boomers, for other people,
1: they follow a whole plethora of
0: accounts. Yeah, but a lot of it's like, you know, your friends are on there. Like people aren't communicating with their friends on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Mm, maybe. They're tagging
1: them and stuff. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's it for today's episode. Be- if you, if you want to watch more of our show, we have a newer episode of Weekly Weird News and also a rundown on everything that happened at uh, Astroworld uh, this past weekend, which was horrific. It's real bad. Yeah. Um, check those videos out. Subscribe to the channel, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.